searching for us. God is searching for us. Welcome to our online service and to this message today, whether you're a regular part of our CBC family, or maybe you're here because a friend, family member or neighbour has sent you the link to join in with our service today. We're in week two of a series called The Search. Last week we were thinking about our search for God and this week we're thinking about God's search for us. And in today's reading we discover a man Zacchaeus who was searching for Jesus and in his pursuit of Jesus, in his search for Jesus, he discovered that Jesus was searching for him. Many people would have ruled Zacchaeus out and maybe we can rule ourselves out as well as someone who God might want to be searching for, as someone who God might want to draw into a relationship with him, into friendship with him. As an 18 year old, I spent some time in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, uh, serving in a school and a church. And um, one Saturday we went into the shopping mall and I was stopped by someone working for a modeling agency. And now many of you will be saying they're not surprised at all, but I checked to find out what they were saying. My Portuguese was growing, uh, but wasn't quite there. So I checked with the Brazilians I, I was with and um, they were inquiring whether I'd done any modeling work before and whether I'd be interested on doing any again. When I returned to the place where we were staying, having had to decline the offer of this work because of the other commitments we had, I told my English friends and they out loud laughed at the idea that I might have been asked to do some modelling work. How rude! I decided to get in touch with my family as well, I was in regular contact with them. And I also shared this story with them. They too didn't believe the idea that someone would have asked me to do some modelling work. I was just ruled out. And in today's story, we meet Zacchaeus and everyone in Jericho that we come across in this story is ruling him out as someone that Jesus might be interested in, who he might want to spend time with. They were ruling this man out, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, his name comes from the name Zachariah, which means righteous one. And this was definitely someone who people didn't view as righteous. He was rich and he was a tax collector, verse two tells us. And as a tax collector, he would have been seen as a traitor by his fellow Jews. His job as a tax collector meant that people would have seen him as someone who was serving the Romans. He was now working for Israel's ruler, rinsing people of their money to support the secular government and its pagan gods. Now, tax collectors had a reputation for being deceptive and for being dishonest. It was normal for a tax collector to collect what they needed to for the Roman government, but to take some for themselves as well. The fact that Zacchaeus was rich and was a chief tax collector would have suggested that this would have been true, that he would have been taking money from others and he would have been taking money from the tax collectors who worked below him in the pecking order as well. No wonder in verse seven, we read of people complaining that Jesus was searching him out, that Jesus was inviting Zacchaeus to eat with him. And so Zacchaeus, the righteous one, or the not so righteous one, is wanting to look for, to search out who this Jesus man is who's passing through Jericho. Presumably because he was curious. In a manner far from dignified for a rich, powerful man, he runs in public 
and he climbs up a tree. His height restricted him from seeing over the crowds, but he was clearly eager to see Jesus for himself. Perhaps he'd heard about his teaching or the miracles he'd performed. Perhaps, interestingly, he'd heard about his challenge to a rich young ruler in the previous chapter, how it wasn't possible for him to inherit eternal life on his own, but anything was possible for him who believes. He was curious to find out more about Jesus. I wonder if he watched from a distance too, because he counted himself out. I wonder if you've ever counted yourself, yourself out from God being interested in you, from God wanting to invite you to know him yourself. Well, for Zacchaeus, he was in the wrong profession. He had a bad history. He definitely wasn't like the religious leaders and he had much to be ashamed of. But there is nothing that counts us out from knowing God. And there's nothing that stops Jesus wanting to search us out. We see that in the example of Zacchaeus, but we also see that in many other examples of the kind of people that Jesus called to follow him, to know him. There are no barriers. There is nothing that stops us from knowing God, from God searching us out. That was the mission of Jesus, to come and seek and save those who were lost. What I love about this story is that Jesus initiates the conversation with Zacchaeus. With a crowd all around, Jesus spots him in a tree and he says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Happy to call Zacchaeus out in public in front of the crowd. How does he know his name? Perhaps it was supernatural knowledge or perhaps he'd heard about him in Jericho. But he addresses him by name giving him the value and dignity that no one else afforded him. He then invites himself round to Zacchaeus's house to spend time with him, a sign of fellowship, of friendship and acceptance. Wow, can you picture the open mouths of the crowd in shock and surprise that who Jesus is not only talking to, but giving value to and wanting to spend time with? In looking for Jesus, Zacchaeus discovered that Jesus was already looking for him. And this is why Jesus came, to search lost people out. And Zacchaeus was lost. He was lost in his wealth. He was lost in his dishonesty. He was lost in his sin. And many of us have moments where we feel lost, aware of our own shortcomings, lacking a sense of purpose and meaning in life. Well, we too can be found in Jesus. As we search for Jesus, as we search for God, we discover that he is already searching for us. In Luke 15, Jesus tells some stories, some searching stories of a woman who had lost one of her 10 coins and turns her house upside down in pursuit, in search of the coin. He tells a story of a shepherd with a hundred sheep and having lost one, he leaves the 99 to go and pursue, to search out the one lost sheep. He tells the story of a father whose son has gone astray and he's searching the horizon for the return of his beloved son. And in this story, Jesus is the searcher and he seeks out this lost man, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus in this story, though, is far from passive. He's been searching for Jesus, his run and climb up the tree, but his response as well. We read in verse six, 
So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. He welcomes Jesus into his house and the crowds begin to complain. His response is one of dramatic change, changing the way he lived. He repents, he turns back, he shows signs of wanting to change the way he lived. He pledges half his money to the poor. This is more than was even normal for rabbis who often would give 20% of what they had to the poor. He pledges to return back, not one and a third of what he'd wronged people, which was the custom for many, but four times what he had wronged people. And so if he was a tax man who had asked someone for one extra pound that he wasn't meant to ask for, he would be giving them back four pounds. He wanted to put what, he wanted to put right what was wrong. Zacchaeus, in giving this amount, fully acknowledged his own wrongdoing and seeks to put things right. In saying this, Zacchaeus is acknowledging his own shortcomings. He's acknowledging that he needs to change. He demonstrates an inner change by an outward action. Here we find what it looks like to turn to Jesus, the one who seeks us out and wants us to be saved from our own corrupt hearts and ways. Jesus says in verse nine, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. Salvation has come to his house because Jesus has come to his house. By son of Abraham, Zacchaeus was both naturally, biologically a son of Abraham, a descendant of his, but also he was a descendant by faith, descendant by accepting and welcoming Jesus. And God's rescue, his salvation, his forgiveness, his peace and restoration can come to our houses today, can come to our hearts today by putting our faith in Jesus, who searches us out, that we might know him and be found. Our final verse, verse 10 says, for the son of man came to seek and save the lost. Jesus' mission was to seek and save the lost. And he continued through Jericho to Jerusalem, where he would go on and lay his life down on a cross and rise again, that we might be found, that we might be forgiven. As a three-year-old, I was on a family holiday in the Gower, and I'd always loved exploring and searching things out. And so I decided to leave my family behind, my three older siblings and my parents, cross a fairly quiet road and make my way down to a local store. I entered the store, and this is one of my earliest remembrances. I can remember picking up a packet of watsits and putting it in a bucket, picking up a little fish crabbing net and making my way to the till. When I arrived at the till, I was declined the opportunity to buy something. I can't remember exactly what the word that the shopkeeper said, but I left the things behind and made my way out of the shop. And what I do remember is a kind of coming to my senses of realizing that I'm lost. I'm about to burst out in tears. I'm searching, thinking, where was it that I came from? Where are my parents now, the ones that keep me safe? Where am I, where, where are they now? And as I come to my senses and discover that I'm lost, I look up the little lane that I've walked down and there are my parents manically searching me out. It had been a very nervous 20 minutes or so for them. They were about to call the police, not knowing where their three-year-old was. But as I discovered that I was lost, and as I began to search out for my parents, I discovered that they 
were already searching for me. And that's what we discover in today's story. That Jesus came to search out those who are lost, to seek and to save. And that includes you and that includes me. In 2 Peter 3 and verse 9, it says that the Lord is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, not want anyone to be lost both now and forever, but everyone to come to repentance. Everyone like Zacchaeus to be able to turn back to Jesus, to change our ways and enjoy friendship with him. God wants each and every one of us to be found in him. He's searching for each and every one of us. John Stott, a Christian writer and speaker, wrote of the hound of heaven who came searching for us. He talks about the gracious pursuit of the hound of heaven in his life. Yes, there were lots of um, kind of practical things. There were people who taught him the Bible. There were friends and family members who were important to him. But he recognises that it was God who was searching for him. It was God who, like a hound, was searching for him. The story of many of us at CBC is that as we look back on our faith story, we can see God's hand in searching for us, in drawing us to himself. Yes, we were looking for him. But as we were looking for him, we discovered that God was already searching for us. That's what we see in today's story. I've asked a few of our church family to share a bit of their story, how they discovered that in searching for God, they discovered that he was already searching for them. Let's hear from them now. God was searching for me by bringing me and some friends from secondary school to faith at different summer camps, but all in the same summer. God had been searching for me through, in particular, um, a very good friend of mine called John Muggleton, who over the period of about two and a half years invited me on Alpha four times. And I think it was on the fifth time I decided to go. And um, at the age of 35, I became a Christian. So uh, in hindsight, I realized that that was absolutely God searching for me. God was searching for me by putting amazing youth leaders in my path when I walked on my own through the doors of a church in Portsmouth, aged 15. Uh, they were kind, inclusive, fun, inspirational, and they showed me the way to the Christian faith. God was searching for me by sending me an alpha leaflet through my door. I was new into the area with a young family and feeling a little bit lost. Then suddenly a leaflet came through my door. I was drawn to read it. The next thing I knew, I was attending the course. And as they say, the rest is history. God was searching for me by giving me the opportunity to be baptised three years ago and by putting some very good friends on my path. Thank you so much for sharing. So as you search for God, may you discover that he is already searching for you. As you take a look, may you see what it took for Jesus to search, to seek and to save. I once was lost, but now I'm found, all because of God's amazing grace. God's reckless love searches us out. Reckless, not in a careless sense, but in the sense that he was gone all out for us extravagantly by Jesus searching for us to the extent that he gave his own life on a cross and rose again, that we might be restored in relationship with God. He died that the wrong things we've done could be paid for on the cross and he came back for life, that we might have life, that we might have friendship 
with God. Zacchaeus discovered that in searching for God, God was already searching for him. And so as we search for God afresh, as those who believe in him, for the first time perhaps as someone that's thinking about the Christian faith, maybe as someone who's returning to engage in the Christian faith again, as we search for God, may we discover that he is searching for us. As you search for God, may you discover this day that he is searching for you, that he wants you to know him and put your faith in him. God bless you.